Welcome to the Edge Up Podcast with your hosts, Reed and Glenn from Hawaii Trading Academy. War is a racket. War is a racket. This is a quote by Smedley Butler. It's actually a, a title of his book. And who was Smedley Butler? He was a 33-year veteran, served in active military service. And he says, in short, I was a racketeer, a gangster for capitalism. War is a racket. It always has been. It is possibly the oldest, easily the most profitable, surely the most vicious. And this quote, Glenn, it reminds me of like what's happening now. I mean, in recent news at, at this time of this podcast recording, Hamas attacked Israel uh, last weekend. And then, uh, you know, earlier in 2022, we had Russia invade Ukraine. Mm -hmm. So we're talking like these conflicts are popping up and uh, there's fear in the market right now. And it brought them as a trader, brought a question to mind. How does this affect the American market? A quick look. I, I looked up oil, right? How did how was oil affected? Well, let me let me say a little thing before we dive in. Before we dive into you know the charts and whatnot, war like it's it's a different dynamic. You know, uh, we're used to the FOMC, the Fed, banks, uh, companies making announcements, earnings and whatnot, and that's within the usual scope of uh, what we hear in trading. You know, the kind of events um recalls or um companies go bankrupt fraud you know nft the whole freedman thing but when war i feel is just such an another dynamic to add it does direct it does affect markets for sure because this is a country's livelihood at stake here you know in, in regards to palestine and israel so um yeah, like to kind of set the um, sentiment there going into this and into this episode. With I also want to add to like, we're not condoning war. We're not like in support of, of deaths, right? Innocent lives being lost. It's just, it's a fundamental factor that drives the market, regardless of our beliefs of war or, or whatnot, you know? So it is something as traders that we should be aware of and take note of, you know? And uh, so, like, going off of what you said, war is just another fundamental aspect of, of trading, unfortunately. But that's the way humans are. Yeah, so, like, speaking of war, in the Middle East, oil is huge. Right now, we're looking at the crude oil 15-minute chart. The attack happened on October 7th, but, you know, the market's closed over the weekend. So, the last data we have is uh, October 6th. And look at where October 6th is. You know, it's around literally like $82 here. Once the market opens, oil prices skyrocketed. It was in, in the sense of 5.29% rise within within that week, man, or within not even the that week. It's just within the first few hours of trading. Yeah. If we fast forward a week later, you know, prices are back to the pre-attack level. But it, as we go on, and it currently it's at 87 at the time of this podcast, it's 87 right now. Price jumps back another 6.25%. So this ongoing war, this this looming effect here is is that, you know, there's people made money here. That's essentially what the charts are showing, right? People bought oil because they knew conflict was popping off. 
Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's a, that's just something to take aware of, to take note of. But I kind of like, I want to pull it back. Like, okay, we're now we're in this Middle East conflict. But there's been a conflict that's been happening for months now, a year now, over a year. And that's the Russia-Ukraine war. Mm -hmm. So I kind of want to like take us back, give us a little bigger picture on how war is affecting the American markets. Yeah, exactly. Like there's so many moving parts or underlying uh, influences when it comes to war. It's not just, you know, two two leaders of a country wake up one day and be like, oh, we're going to go to war. You know, yeah. it's not that. Uh, I think it's just over over time, you know, a trade deal can lead to this or um, this guy was was this military ship was in our waters, you know, uh, disagreements, whatnot, um, all these things. Um, dominoes, I think dominoes. Dominoes, you know? right? Conspiracy theories, you know, all those things. They have influence. And like one thing we would just want to pop, um, kind of mention during, you know, I think I was on the charts last year during, when Russia went to attack um Ukraine and I think it was no it wasn't the NAS I was looking at Dow that'll be the next screen I could show but okay. what we have here is a 2022 it's um let's see is this a weekly chart uh daily chart it's a daily chart so this nice highlighted area here you guys could see um kind of the start uh while the market did not react immediately like there was probably some big candles here. Um, at the beginning it was consolidation. It broke out lower, but this one pop, you know, created a recent high. Then it just dumped, continued to go lower. So peaked at like around fifteen thousand, and then we dropped all the way down, um, to eleven thousand over that first few months. News broke out. Everyone's like trying to figure out what's going on. You know unfortunately people lives are being lost people are being attacked so um that is a kind of um price action that we saw during this that whole first few months as the market kind of adjusted to terms knowing that that's going on um we come to 2023 of course you could see we've been breaking uh you know establishing higher highs you know on the trend so but we haven't peaked past the high of 2022 yet. So we're creeping up close to there. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. You know, now if you look at like a technical standpoint on the NAS is establishing we had a, a recent high and then a higher or lower high than a lower high, lower high here. So <clears throat> As a trader, I mean, you want to take that into consideration. Some people just make that decision based on their system. They go go to cash, lower their um, exposure in the markets, you know. But it like it's just been very uh, cool as a trader to look at the correlation with you know these these global issues or global concerns. You know, see how that directly affects the market. Yeah, and I think one thought that came to mind is like, it it does affect the U.S. market, but that whole chart's not being affected just 
specifically because of the war. You know, was, I think we just wanted to highlight that there is movement in the market upon the first news break of war, right? Within like at least the first week, first month of because it's uh, the unknown, right? And the unknown is a, a major driving factor of the market, which is fear. Fear is is part of the unknown. And so I think um, that that's something just to highlight there. Let's see. Let's look at gold. Let's pull up that gold chart. You know, on the day of the Russian invasion, gold pops up 3% <clears throat> on that. Just created that nice wick. And then within the, by the end of the week, it surges to 7%, hitting that recent high above 2,000 level per ounce then you know normal price action we pull back 400 points down to 1600 make its way back up uh, about 1930 area now one thing to point out for this recent market action knowing that the attack was done on a saturday or prior was that oh yeah so saturday this this past trading week, gold has been on the run. Um, I was able to get in to the beginning of the week. I I got a run on this market. I think I got in at eighteen forty nine, and got out thirty points up there seventy eighteen seventy two. I think so. Unfortunately, I didn't hold it long enough. <laughs> well, and I mean, it's not like you you based your entry off of the attack. Like you're not, oh, hey, I'm gonna enter the market because something just popped off, right? You no. entered because of your your system. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what I saw, I like, I seen that gap up, that nice opening gap, and um, that that support level of about eighteen ten, eighteen twenty was was there back in March, you know? And so from a technical point, not looking at this chart, like I saw the gap up, I saw signs of a reversal or pivot, as you would say, and I took the took the move and it was a good move. Um yeah, wow, I didn't I after that I didn't track it. But yeah. these these moves happen. These moves happen. I don't know what the exact reason reason why, you know, but the the war of course can be a, a correlating issue yeah i i think that's also like um what i want to re like iterate here is that like just because these markets are popping when these news pop doesn't mean it's specifically correlated to war but yeah. it's just it's very interesting to note that when these things do pop off that the market reacts or the market re is doing something in regards to it so i mean um that that's just that's interesting to note. You know, it's always uh, something to be aware of. What's yeah, what's happening? Yeah. Like opportunity pre pre presents itself, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, going into going back to the topic, you know, a uh, nice uh Ray, Ray Dalio has Kuping's has said, "quote There's now a fifty percent chance of a world war." as Israel-Hamas conflict threatens to spread. So, you know, he's he's big. He's big macro guy. He already established his um, reputation in the markets, you know, with all these, his, the way he trades. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's not a good, to me, I don't think it's a good. 
Well, at the same time, though, we're always on like the border of like war breaking out. What do you think? You know, is it always 50 percent, dude? It's not like I it's mean, groundbreaking. Every day it's a 50 percent chance, you know, right. I mean, of anything happening. Right. Like of, I'm just thinking about that. Meme. Breaking out. I'm, I'm like, thinking about know. the meme guy, that, that cartoon meme. You got that guy sweating. Which oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the the buttons. <laughs> you know what I mean? We got Biden in the freaking White House, you know. Yeah. And he's probably that meme right there. Which button to push? I know, man. It, it's a uh, so it it, it kind of like a to when I hear that, right? It immediately incites fear. Like I'm like, okay. And then what are the two major emotions that that drive our markets, man? It's fear and greed. So yeah. I think a good good question is like, bro, what what market do you think we're in? Like, let's pull up the fear and greed index, bro. So fear and greed index. Um, for those if you haven't heard about this one, this is on CNN. They have this this meter here. Um, as of now, we are in in a fearful market. One week ago, we were at extreme fear. We had a score of twenty five. Uh, I don't know how they gauge it. A week it. ago, yes. right? A week ago, what happened was the one the... month ago we were neutral. Ah, so hmm. <clears throat> But, you know, same thing a year ago, extreme fear. So, yeah. And then again, I mean, to me, yeah, like it's it's a hum- it's human nature to experience these emotions. And I'm not entirely sure how these how this meter is, you know, put together. But um, it's very interesting, you know, um, like look at this market momentum, fear, stock price, strength, extreme fear. Lots of the stocks been going down lately. And, you know, this could be its its own driving factor, too. Like, oh, my God, we're in, we're in a state of fear. Oh, shoot, I should be fearful. You know, like this could be just a, a self-perpetuating <laughs> indicator. Yeah, I mean, you guys, of course, you guys got to take this information and uh, digest it yourself. And you, you make your decisions based on that. You know, market volatility, vol- uh, volatility, it's up. Um, they're still in fear. Junk bond demand. It's greedy, greedy guys. Nah, <laughs> man. You know, um, there's this really great account. It's called Unusual Whales on Twitter or X, and he shares like what these uh, politicians are doing when when things are popping off. So it'll show like when they buy, when they sell, how much they made. Because all that stuff has to be public, right? And so I was doing a little bit of my own research, and I want to share a tweet here, right? This happened on October 13th. Just in, another U.S. congressman has traded stocks before the start of the Middle East conflict. Stocks that benefit directly from war. Representative uh, Mark Wayne Mullen disclosed purchasing up to 50K of Raytheon stocks on September 13. He sits the Committee of Armed Services. Uh, so this kind of like brings me into that speculation. I'm going to put my, my tinfoil hat on here, bro. Like these guys, these people who are sitting in Congress are making money off of war. And this is like the title of this whole podcast is like war is a racket. People are making millions, if not billions of dollars. Companies are making billions of dollars. I'm sure Raytheon's doing well. You know, Raytheon, I think of um, companies like uh, General Dynamics, Lockheed Martin. 
And uh, yeah, we'll pull up some charts here in a second. But I just think that like Congress buying stocks, you know, I, I know that we we mentioned like there or we talked about on a, before this is how like there is a movement where they're trying to put a hold where Congress people can't if you sit in Congress, you can't buy stocks. Right. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. I mean, um, and this maybe that would that would that would help with peace, you know, like <laughs> if you, <laughs> If you, these guys are the ones calling the shots, though. These guys are going to be like, hey, send the, the troops there. We're going to send the troops there. By the way, I have stocks in Raytheon. So when we do send the troops, I know my stocks are going to pop, right? I mean, it's not maybe not the their driving factor of their decisions, but their decisions will help them make money in, in other words, right? So I'm, I'm going to pull up uh, Gen Dynes, G General Dynamics real quick. Okay. Well, Let me see my screen. Yeah. All right. Perfect. So check this out, man. Like Hamas attacks Israel over the weekend. The day on Monday oh, pops up, bro. Pops up big. So at the end of the, you know, at the high of the day, it it's an eight point six five percent increase. Wow. An eight point five six percent increase, man. Like just imagine that on a on a million dollar account. You know what I mean? Like this could. These types of trades, these types of movements, if you could calculate and get in on, on time, you're you're making your year here. You know what I mean? So I mean, I, it's just so um, it's it's wars a racket. Yeah. So here's Lockheed Martin again, sim very similar chart. We got another eight point nine four percent increase or thirty five dollar pop. So, and it's only continuing it, its bull run, right? So I just think that that's real fascinating. At the same time, it's a little red flaggy for me. Like these these congressmen are making money, and yeah, dude. Like, what what are your thoughts here, dude? <laughs> Unfortunately, yes, that is the ugly side of you know the markets or capitalism or the freedom of you know what our congress members have. You know, um, yeah, there is that bill that they're trying to pass to restrict them, um, but they are still an American citizen and they have, you know, rights. And it's just an ugly way to take advantage of the situation, you know? Yeah, it's an ugly situation, too. Make money right, off, yeah. off an yeah. ugly situation. I mean, so, you know, yes, we're not going to go ahead and look into these other people's dirt, um, but... What can we do as individual traders, retail traders during this time um, in history, guys? Because like the what's going on right now, like that's going to be talked about in the history books decades later. Yeah, it's going to be a sentence in the history books, man. Exactly. Right. It, <laughs> a sentence. <laughs> a sentence, guys. So how is this relevant? Right. Like it's it's. These, these times can, like what Reed was saying, can make your whole year or it could break it as well. If you're not trading correctly, you're not using the right manage, risk management, you're not um, paying attention, you know, you're just not disciplined, you know, all these things you can. So like we we did a podcast um, a few episodes ago, uh, treat trading like a business, you know. If you're business, like, because that's what it is. Uh, traders are entrepreneurs or business owners, right? Our accounts are, are, are our business. And we have to do our duty to 
stay in the game and make a profit at the end of the day because that's our business. So check that out. And also another great resource that we have is the risk management episode 20. Um, talk, we dive in a little bit more on that, you know, but kind of just tying it in, Reed, like the, the takeaways that we want to kind of talk about and drive home with you guys, you know, what, you know, what, what can, what actions can traders take, you know, what are the things we can do and we can't control the war. We can't control what's, what the other side is thinking or doing. Well, what things can we control, right? We we stress that we're technical traders. We're, we're not fundamental traders, but, you know, caveat to that, we do need to be aware of the market environment, right? What the bigger picture, what's going on, what's the seasonalities with it, what's the market cycles, you know, talk about that. So like, that's something that we just keep in the back of our mind. Going ahead, when we do our technical analysis, it's not a direct, um, it's not a direct decision-making um, piece when we make our decisions, right? But we keep that at bay. But one of the things that traders can do is to, you know, look at if you're strictly a Forex trader and you're just trading the pound USD day by day, um, there's other options for you guys to take advantage of during these times. Um, like what we were pointing out earlier, oil popping up, gold popping up, having these runs. So commodities, when it comes to war, resources will become more valuable, um, historically shown. Like it, it takes resources to build, you know, ammo tanks, need fuel for the jets. You need, you know, um, food, shelter. And whatnot. So that that's gonna be a thing. And then you got like, just think about this: people like even aside from the war, you have masses of people moving from their vac, their refugees, they're evacuating the areas. They're trying to go to their neighboring borders. They're gonna need the base, the bare essentials too. The the food they need, shelter, need water. You know, so yeah, that is another form of commodities being very valuable at the time. Yet while we can't trade, there's no, like, I'm sure there's water stocks, but there's no like futures market for water that, to my knowledge, you know, um, I know uh, orange juice, if you guys have been tracking that futures market, it's been on. Yeah, it's like crazy, the highest it's been, right? Because of inflation. Crazy run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So commodities will be more valuable. What are you going to say? Yeah, I mean, I was just going to say, you know, like um, like you mentioned, just risk management. I was thinking like, okay, what if I was on the opposite side of the Lockheed trade? What if I was short, right? That risk management, you know, limiting your losses, you're not going to experience a negative 8% or a 9% loss. You're going to just limit that loss to whatever degree that you're comfortable with, right? With the percentage you're comfortable with. So, yeah, I mean, just going off of that, sorry. I mean, changing the, the okay. subject is like the, the volatility of the market. That's exactly what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Expect volatility, expect these higher, bigger, bigger candles, bigger movement, price movement. Um, you're going to get whipped out. You're just going to have some, some reactionary 
um, price action, like announcements and whatnot. It's going to take the market up and then it takes the market down all within the same hour or so. Um, so we recommend you just mitigate the risk, mitigate your risk, adjusting your stops and trading size. Um, like if you are confident like these these senators making their big bets, then you know they they got an edge. Don't don't worry about that, right? They're like you got to keep that in mind. They have an edge compared to us regular traders. Um, the edge is only is unfortunately is only available to their them in their position. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, we all have our own edges too, man. Like if you're like you and I, we have our own edge, and we just gotta stick and follow that. We gotta know our edge. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And then to wrap it up is to be diligent, guys. You know, if this is a trying time for everyone, those who are re are directly involved, and those who aren't directly involved. I mean, we're here all the way in the middle of Pacific, but um, you know, when we hear war, and across the world you know it still hits us in a certain type of way we're still over here uh with our mate my our neighbors with maui um we're trying to help support them and, and figure that out but you know you got thrown in this war here this war and this thing is unfolding right now as we speak so if it gets too emotional for you to take to make proper trading decisions and take a break like go to cash you know um and just don't even pay any attention. Take care of what you have to take care of now in life so that you're good there so that you can go ahead and approach the markets because the markets will be there. Will be there. Yeah, you touched on it. It's like you could only control what you, you can control, right? I mean, like uh, handle what you can control. You can't handle what, what's happening in the world. And it kind of like, dude, it, talking about all this brings the question, what about morals, man? Like, it, it kind of ties into the emotions, right? Like, oh, I'm not going to buy Lockheed or Raytheon because I'm against war. But at the same time, what if that one single trade made your entire year? How, how would you feel about that, right? I think um, in the end, trading in itself is a zero-sum game. And it's like, there's always going to be a loser. And if you know that you could be a winner by limiting your emotions, keeping them in check and just following the plan. I think that's, that's the, the best thing you can do because why in the end, Glenn, why do we trade? We trade yeah, for absolutely. financial freedom, of course, but we trade to put the food on the table, make we, some money, dog, <laughs> yeah, make some money so we could take care of the, our loved ones. Mm. And so in my mind, in my opinion, it's my opinion, maybe not Glenn's, but it's okay. Like moral, your morals to take care of your family is a valuable moral. And yeah. That's, that's yeah. fine with me. I know? mean, like, I read a tweet. I read a tweet that Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather, the boxer, rich guy, uh, he was able to send a pri his private jet full of supp supp supplies over there to, to Maui, Israel. Right? To oh, Israel. Israel. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and, and how you know reed and i can't do that because we don't got no private jets but what does it take to get a private jet you need you know a good few mil uh depending on what size you know i think 50 60 mil for a gulf stream um you need a long range because it's far from hawaii bro 
But oh, damn, what is Glenn, it? Getting, uh, Glenn is getting technical. <laughs> I didn't even know this stuff. Long range, short <laughs> route. Okay, cool. Long man. range. But anyway, at the end of the day, it takes it takes money. It takes um finances to go ahead and do that thing. And and it's great to hear that this guy, he's a celebrity or boxer, he has no direct ties to our military. Well, that I know of, and it's not his role, you know, but he went out of his good heart to go and do so. And so, you know, I feel like if, yes, let's just do what we got to do to make it in the markets. And then, but you like, don't make it your end goal to just make money, make it an end goal so you can make an impact, so you can help the world, you can make it a better place, you know? So that, that, that's kind of how we want to wrap this episode up. War's a racket. But trading is still that vehicle where a lot of us can go be able to make take advantage of the opportunity. And in the end, have a greater impact on humanity. Uh, you know, I, I want to just leave it with the audience. What do you guys think of, of the war happening, your, the conflict? Uh, feel free to comment. Feel free to disagree with us. We just want to know your, your, your views on, on all of this. So... Yeah, what is war a racket, or is it just something that humans always will do and always have been doing and forever? There's no change here. I would love to hear you guys' feedback on this one. This is a hot topic, it's very serious. Um, but again, we're traders and we got to be professionals. So, would love to hear what you guys think about this. Whether you're looking to improve your trading mindset and growth, we'll provide you with the tools, tips, and inspiration you need to make your next breakthrough. So tune in and let's edge up together.